All right, welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and joining me on this episode, I've got the exotic panther, uh, Taya Rusame. How you doing, Tyra? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. Well, uh, first question out of the shoot I've got for you. How did you uh, okay. get introduced into this wacky world of professional wrestling? Um, I pretty much found it by accident, I would say. It wasn't really planned. <laughs> um, at the time, uh, when I found out about, in- about the independent scene, it was around 2012. And at the time, I was working in Singapore, like the country Singapore. And um, I had a job at um, Education Institute. And uh, I tried to find new hobbies. <laughs> so I learned, I tried Zumba, I tried rock climbing, I tried cooking classes, I tried dragon boat racing, Aikido. Mm, all of them didn't really satisfy me. I even tried for the, the what's that one? Sparta, Sparta race, that one, which was insane experience. <laughs> but uh, again, that was not enough. And then, um, so when I learned about the Indies in Singapore and in Southeast Asia, 2012 was the date, and my first indie show was around 2014, and that's when I first got to witness or watch live independent wrestling in Singapore, and we had, I think at the time it was Johnny Gargano, um, Matt Cross, and um, Sima. So those three were the big names that I got to see in person and in real life. And from then, it kind of made me curious. Um, then I tried out for the training in Singapore Pro Wrestling and around 2015. And, um, yeah, around the end of 2015 in December, that's when I made my debut as a pro wrestler. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. So was this a, uh, a live event that the uh, WWE had there in Singapore? Um, no, uh, WWE came much later around, oh, okay. I think 2018. I mean, they, they do have some of their talent scouts come over to Singapore. Right. They go over to Malaysia. They uh-huh. go over to other uh, neighboring countries within that region. Um, from what I understand, they were scouting. Um, but at the time there was no tryouts. I believe the tryouts was around 2018 or 17 around that time when they came to China and then a lot of those Southeast Asian um, Indies went to China for the WWE trial at the time. So, yeah. So, independents are pretty much running on their own shows. <laughs> right. So, but but I was what I what I was curious about. You, you said back in uh, 2014, uh, Gargano, um, mm-hmm. and and then what was what was what was it that you were you just was it was it a, uh, just watching it on TV? What was what was it that you saw them? Oh, it wasn't TV. I oh. saw them at a live show. They came, oh. they were booked in the Singapore Pro Wrestling event um, okay. in Singapore. And then I got to, I mean, at the time, Singapore Pro Wrestling was still at the infant stage. Uh-huh. You know, the crowd was probably like building up towards maybe 100 or so. But from 2004, uh, 2012 until now, which is 2020, mm-hmm. um, now usually the crowd would, before the COVID, would be about 300, 400, yeah. you know, live shows. So around that time, 2014 was my first exposure of actually meeting these indies. Who <laughs> okay. so I eventually learned they are really, really they made their name all around the world, just doing what they love, and that's what um, inspired me to try and 
reach what they've been doing, <laughs> travel the world, um, wrestle, and just enjoy the sport, really. I, and I, uh, that's yeah. what got me interested. <laughs> I see. Okay, I got you now. Okay. Uh, all right. So then, um, so but you said from a few years there, uh, uh, it uh, you got uh, so you did uh, training for about two, two to three years before making your um, first debut. Around six months. Oh, about six months. Around okay. six months. Okay. Yeah, I tried out around 2015, middle around okay. that time. Okay. And then got my debut debut around the end of 2015, which was right December. Okay. Yeah, around December. And that's when I made my debut. Um, I admit it was definitely an eye-opener because when you're a wrestler, you get to be, you know, an, an alter ego of yourself, Yeah. of course. So it was definitely a, a different um, a different stage, I guess, because all this all these years you grow up as a as a girl or as a guy, you're expected a certain way. You act a certain way when you're you know finished high school or something. But then with wrestling, you get to have this wonderful you know room of exploring and creativity and just live like you would in a live theater. So I find that very appealing. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, I see. Okay. So I want to take um a couple steps back. Uh your sure. your training. Uh how did you uh get into the first part of your training? Who was doing your your training and uh, uh what uh what kind of uh stuff did say uh did you say Singapore pro wrestling uh emphasized yeah. uh training versus um you know say training here in the United States? So any any kind of differences you you noticed? Or, uh, or experienced? <laughs> Um, a bit. I mean, everyone has, every school has their different, um, I guess, uh, culture. Yeah. So, um, in Singapore, they do, they definitely do like the Western style and a bit of the Japanese, um, training routine drills as well. So it's a, it's a hybrid of both <clears throat> as opposed to the, um, training I've done in Australia and training I've done as since I moved to America. It's a little different, but all of them, the importance is foundation must be polished and crisp. Um, second is, you know, endurance and physic being physical, keep yourself going. Um, and more importantly to be safe. So when, when you're safe, you, you and your opponent are, you know, going to be around longer in the business. <laughs> That's mostly the three that I've learned from all these experiences. Yeah, I, I I see. Uh who who uh started off your uh training? Uh who was your trainer? Um my trainer at the time when I was in Singapore um would be Mr. Andrew Tang or his other tagline would be Mr. Statement. The statement, sorry. <laughs> and um yeah, he was he's the first pro wrestler in Singapore and I had the privilege of being trained by him. And got the approval by Andrew Tang, along with the co-founder of Singapore Pro Wrestling, uh, Mr. Baden. He's uh, the other co-founder of Singapore Pro Wrestling at the time. Uh And uh, I thank them for their knowledge, the uh, intense drills, the foundation. And um, yeah, I can openly say that if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am. (laughs) Right. Uh, so then your your first match, you said six months in. 
Um, who yeah. was who who was it against, and uh, how did you uh, feel it went? Uh, my first match was uh, the reason why I remember that day was because um, I'm a tie. I'm half tie, and uh, December five at the time our previous king was um, alive at the time. Um, that was his birthday. So I remember December 5, 2015 oh. <laughs> um, was my debut match. It was the day of one of our King's birthdays. So I remember that. Um, it was with uh, another another girl who trained with me at the time. Her name is uh, TJ. Um, I just wanted to call herself TJ. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was. I mean, it helps being the bigger girl. Um, most of the girls in Singapore and Southeast Asia are usually less than 100 pounds. <laughs> right. Yeah. So myself being the relatively thicker girl or plus girl, whatever you would call it, um, it plays a, an advantage for being different. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just just work the match accordingly with very simple psychology of uh, myself not taking any anyone in the ring like you know with any mercy. Yeah. You want to wrestle? Let's wrestle. But I'm not going to be nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the that was the fun part of the match. Um, I should share that to you eventually. But over the years from Singapore, uh, 2015, all the way until now, which is now, I don't know if you want to count 2020, <laughs> but I guess I have to. So in total, will be what four and a half years. Yeah. About, yeah. and I've managed to travel. Uh, and wrestle for about 11 countries in total. So that's a self-achievement for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, definitely. A lot of people have not got that experience. They've they've been able to travel, for example, where we're at in the United States, state to state. But uh, to go to many different countries is uh, a different, uh, de- definitely a different experience. And oh, I for would, sure. I for would sure. Ima- imagine just the th- the things and. Uh, that you experience that you know each crowd likes something a little bit different. Each area of may course. like may like this, may like that, and you kind of mm-hmm. have to um, probably, I guess, uh, fill that out uh, from the promotion and say, hey, what what is it that you guys like? And and then you know when you got to uh, whoever you were going to work with, uh, you know yeah. may, may you know kind of gone through you know hey this is what we should do tonight. Mm, it also depends on the company as well. A lot yeah. of times they they need they, uh, they need someone to help their uh, one of their females in their roster or just a fill in kind of thing. Um, but one thing for sure is that different crowds, like different countries, have different cultures, and therefore their crowds are very different how they react and how they respond. So, um, example in Southeast Asia, because a lot a lot of people are not familiar because to everyone in America, Asia is Asia. They can't distinguish between a Chinese and a Korean and a Thai and a Vietnamese and a Filipino. Right. <clears throat> but all of them are very different <clears throat> in their own respect. Um, so, for example, let's see, if I were to ex- express how the audience are like in Japan when I was there, um, like two tours, um, the crowd is super quiet. And it's it makes you, mind, your mind goes like, oh no, am I doing it right? Yeah. Um, and, but you're, t- you know, they're, they're actually appreciating what you're doing. They're studying you actually. Right. So, <laughs> so there's a difference as opposed to, um, in Australia, um, let's see, Malaysia and, uh, America, for example, all the, 
all the crowds tend to be more interactive. They like it when you approach them or get to their face or, you know, even try to relate to them, you know. So, say, um, in Australia, they like to eat their Vegemite. Yeah. It's kind of like a, an interesting spread. It's, it's it tar. Like, um, it's tar. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> like it's very, weird. it's very odd to everyone. But to the Aussies, it's like they eat it with their bread and their hot dogs or whatever. Yeah. But to me, it just tasted like very concentrated, instant. Uh, what do you call it? Boyan powder. Yeah. You know the chicken stock powder, and you put it like a smear on your bread and just eat it. And so, like you know, if you want to, you know, make them angry, just be like, Vegemite sucks. Yeah. And have a lot of them react to you. So the fact that you make, you know, a, a performer will make the effort to try and like appease to what is norm in, like, say, in Australia, then, um, you know, the, the fans actually appreciate you for it. And um, yeah, <laughs> um, I've had um, another uh, experience of a crowd reaction, which was in India. India, they're not familiar with pro wrestling. They're very, they're more, they understand amateur wrestling, like yeah. Greco Roman. Or the Olympic wrestling. They're familiar with that, but they're not familiar with pro wrestling. <laughs> so when I went there and did like a triple threat with like two other Russian girls, um, the crowd, yes, they were loud. But man, if they don't like you, they'll throw a bottle at you. Right. And yeah. one of the one of the main faction heel guys really got a bottle bang right on his eye socket. Ouch. <laughs> so you do have different crowds different reaction <laughs> yeah and it was it was, an, it was a great experience nonetheless yeah, yeah. for sure so, so was this uh the <clears throat> time that you were in india was this because uh, uh you know the at, at uh you know a few years ago uh both the uh wwe and uh impact wrestling were trying to make a huge push to they uh, tried <laughs> in, introduce, introduce professional wrestling over there so was this even before them before they were making their push? Um, mine, mine was right after their push. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine was, one, well, my, the company I worked with, they are called Wrestle Square Pro okay. Wrestling. Okay. And they are the competitor of Great Khali's company. Oh. <laughs> so definitely no relation with uh, WWE tryouts. Sorry to say that. But right. I did work with at least one of the prominent companies in India that, I would dare say they're a good, they're healthy competitor with uh, Greg Khali's company. <laughs> ah, that's cool. So, so, so when so we this... got there, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, when we got there, I mean, news came to us that Greg Khali was not happy that we were running show roughly same weekend as him, but uh... he's in the other side of the country and we're in another city of the country. So we don't see how that loses any relation, but it is what it is. <laughs> Makes yeah. you feel like you're back in those days of the territories, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and 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 you guys and the company you were working for probably was like, well, we can't split one billion people. The the audience of one billion people, we can't split. We can't split split that. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's a beautiful country, and it's yeah. super like very. It's overpopulated, so I don't see why it's a big deal. Right. But it is like competitive, he healthy competition. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, you know, it's a wonderful experience because, like, when we get there, um, the city that I was living in is called Indoor, which is, like, maybe three-hour flight from New Delhi, which is further north, northwest-ish. Yeah. And uh, the, the, um, most of the people there, they're all vegetarians. <laughs> and I was like, oh. oh, man, two weeks of no chicken, no 
red meat. Ooh, that was a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they provide the hotels and everything too. And right. and I got I got introduced to like more vegetarian curries and delicious foods. Yes, I'm a foodie. I'm a shameless foodie. And um it's quite healthy, I dare say. Um but yeah, I admit I miss red meat <laughs> after the trip. <laughs> First thing I ate when I got out of um when I arrived back from India was went straight to KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. quick and fast <laughs> so um it sounded sounds like uh once you got into uh the wrestling scene you did a lot of uh traveling um i guess you know kind of if i'm not if i'm mistaken um correct me but especially around the um asia you know uh pacific uh area and and stuff like that mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also been to Europe. I've uh, one yeah. country in Europe so far, yeah. um, Austria. So I got to stay there for like two weeks, and um, it's a different wrestling ball game altogether because um, over there the company they are known for they call underground wrestling, uh-huh. and it doesn't have a ring. Um, it's usually normal floor, <laughs> and um, basically it's uh, brawl or shoot. So. Yeah you only win by knockout or tap out. <laughs> There's uh. no such thing as a pinfall. So that was another fantastic experience that I've, um, I've managed to get myself into because I thought, I mean, I'm making myself want to put my name out there and by any means necessary. What I mean by that is not by sleeping around. Fuck right. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of my language because that's also the downside of the business because people have to get by by, you know, funny stuff in my case i just want to go out there and see what what i can do and if there's if this is the place that only does shows without a ring i'm like okay i have to sing outside the box now what would be entertaining and so forth right and it's been a very fantastic experience like um for example when you bump in the ring you go flat back but if you're going to bump on the ground like say concrete or gravel you land on your shoulders and tilt your hip up so you don't mess up your back things like that right yeah and and like you kind of were saying too it's it's kind of uh another little uh experience that you get to that you get to add into uh correct your 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 career your 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 resume yeah correct correct yeah that's that's awesome and what uh what was the name of that that company there in austria um, World Underground Wrestling. So it should be WUW. <laughs> um, it's so unique that when I when I arrived there, the locker room, especially the men, they almost they practically speak like Schwarzenegger yeah. <laughs> with his accent, but different like you know tones or whatever. But they still just, to me just sound like they're speaking you know like oh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, my favorite time of traveling is that I got to explore the local area. So, like, I got to try, um, like, actual proper gelato ice cream because everywhere in Vienna has gelato ice cream places. And uh, one of their ice creams was so unique. Um, they The way it's designed, it looks like a spaghetti. But actually, it's a freaking ice cream. Huh. That's, that is yeah, interesting. Like they put, yeah. Like, you know, they actually put the freaking, I guess, vanilla or whatever flavor that's cream or light cream color <laughs> through some kind of, like, whole thing to make it look like the spaghetti. Oh. <laughs> and then the red sauce over it is, like, another, I guess, strawberry or raspberry kind of 
sauce and it just looks like spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> so like, I like thought it was some, pretty cool. Some, like through some kind of press. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It was pretty unique. It was different. I was like, oh, kind of pretty. I don't know if I would eat it, but man, it looked tasty. <laughs> I <laughs> ate it anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's part of the fun experience about traveling is that you get to try like what is normal out there. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, how long from the time you uh, had your first match to you started uh, doing the uh, the traveling bit? Oh, um, well, besides my debut in Singapore, yeah. after that, I got my next debut, I think, maybe nearly eight months later or okay. nearly a year okay. um, for Malaysia, which was just next door. <laughs> well, yeah, right. And um, yeah, from then it just builds up and builds up as you go. <laughs> um, I can list out the countries if you like, but I think I'll, I mean, from the top <laughs> of my head, <clears throat> from the top of my head, uh Okay, let me look at the flags. I'm not really good at the top of my head right now. <laughs> well, it, it, it's not, you know, I wasn't necess- necessarily fishing for that, but I just was more of curious about what was, uh, what were you thinking, you know, have from the time you had your first match to, you said, mm-hmm. eight months, going, well, now I'm going to be doing the traveling bit. What Was that always the plan, or was it you getting approached no. by companies, or what, 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 what happened there? It was not. I did not expect to be traveling. I thought... At 2015, 2016, I told myself, well, you know, I'm going to give myself a year. Yeah, I'll give myself a year. This, this is a fun ride. Yeah. The next thing I know, I got um, approached from Malaysia Pro Wrestling, um, and they asked for me to do, um, you know, a, deb- a debut with them and work their girls. And, um, yeah, and eventually happened. I got to work um, their female uh, by the name of Scarlet Lid. Um, it was a intense 15 minute match i dare say um but you know it's definite back and forth back and forth intensity and like a lot of cat like hair pulling and all that fun stuff yeah but the crowd was really into it because i mean she is their heel their top female in their roster so to have a bigger girl from somewhere else come over and you know see a shift that she's going to be taking you know overpowered and all that fun stuff um, they seem to enjoy it too. So <laughs> like you said earlier, if you can find yourself where you can fit in their storyline, that helps. If not, then, well, it'll be hard for you to get it. <laughs> right. It just so happened that they wanted to try something different and they're like, well, you're definitely, you're some, you're someone that we would like to have. We like for you to work our girl. And it, from there, it just keep going, like builds up. <laughs> and um, I think self-promoting helps. You can't just sit there and hope. I think it's a bit of both. Put yourself out there and just pray. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds silly. But uh, I think social media and just networking helps. And in my case, it did. <laughs> so that's the best explanation I can give. So the fact that I wasn't too picky, I do, I do know a lot of workers get apprehensive about, say, working a show without a ring. I get that. Yeah. At the same time, here we are in this pandemic whereby, you know, you don't have a crowd anymore. And you do realize that a lot of the shows are starting to be outdoors, starting to be without ropes. <laughs> and I'm seeing that trend now, not just WWE, but everywhere around the country. And I remember to myself back then in 2015, 2016, I get told off by practically everyone saying, why are you working without a ring? That's so backyard. 
you're downgrading yourself, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We so kinda... essentially, I kind of prep myself for something like this. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, the, the, uh, well, right now things having are having to be adapted to uh, whatever guidelines or whatever is, you know, kind of going mm-hmm. on, you know, in the world right now. So that's mm-hmm. just kind of kind of go in, in just like you said, just uh, kind of go with it and. You never know what you're like. You said, like I said before, you never know what you're going to be able to add to your resume, and, and you know, yep. may, may be able to be talking to a promoter and going, "Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I've done it." Like for example, um, because of the underground wrestling scene in um, Austria, word came all the way to Japan, and they also have underground shoot <laughs> brawl style um, companies as well. So I got to I got recommended and got noticed with Japan. And, uh, yeah, I just made my way there and my debut there with the, um, exit underground wrestling, I think they called themselves, uh, to check. Um, I got to work with Ricky Fuji. I'm not sure if you recognize him, but he was from that day, those days with FMW. Um, they were like a prominent, um, wrestling company back in Japan before it was closed. So it was an honor to work with Ricky Fuji or nicknamed Sexy Storm. Um, at his age, he still could, he's still limber. He still can go. So it was honestly a, a wonderful experience to work with him that, or fight that, him in that case. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, the, the, the scene over there in, uh, in Asia and, and the Pacific, is it, is it kind of similar to, you know, for a parallel for people here in America, kind of like back in the day, the, the territories where you kind of work a little bit here in this area for a little while and then go on to the next one and, and so on. Um, I would say it's, um, maybe, maybe I would say it's a maybe because like a lot of times I, I was, a, I was a fortunate one that managed to leave the region, um, because I'm, you know, half American, so it helps, yeah. but for them, uh, most of them that are still in Asia, they have their families, yeah. and uh, getting a visa will be hard for them to come out here right. um, to overseas. And worse now, the pandemic, so it's even harder. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, let's see. To answer your question, I think it's definitely um, a territory thing. Okay. So, like, say, because like, um, like I worked in China. I've worked that side, which is further north, and. Um, like they tr- they uh, companies would try and collaborate. So like China with uh, MKW uh, Middle Kingdom Wrestling, they try and collaborate with Singapore or try and collaborate with like other um, companies within that region to run shows as well. So in terms of territory, I would say yes, that with that kind of um, structure. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like you know Singapore and work around it and then move somewhere else. That was my plan anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for everyone else, like, you know, they're uh, my Singapore friends. They, you know, they're happy where they are. Yeah. And for myself, I just feel the need to um, challenge myself and, um, yeah, see what's out there. And I haven't looked back since then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and, yeah. and so, and, and speaking of that, uh, how did you uh, find yourself uh back in or over into the u.s here was it just um, time, to, time to come it was time to come home yeah i haven't lived in u.s since age 11 i did live in california a long time ago 
Yeah. But uh, family stuff happened, which I'll not disclose. Yeah. And um, had to move. And I was practically in Thailand, in Singapore, you know, everywhere because yeah. <laughs> of um, mother's job at the time. Yeah. So she travels a lot. And uh, yeah, that's part of the life. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just decided, you know what, let's see what's out there. <laughs> and um, Australia was the one that surprised me. And I made my debut one year, so roughly 2016, near near the end of that, as well as 2017. And I got to meet a lot of names in that same locker room. So it was kind of cool to see those same names right now in WWE. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of a kind of an honor, really. <laughs> They're really cool too, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. everyone has to try has to work for it and try to put themselves out there whether they make it or not at least you can tell yourself you tried and i did that for japan i tried out for ice ribbon i tried out for marvelous and um oh well didn't make it but it's okay you know no harm in trying next time right so that's how I'm, that's how i am <laughs> yeah yeah so true uh so um uh, you know, coming back home uh, was one of the first things you did is like, uh, where am I going to go? Where's the uh, where's the independent scene that I want to go to? Is that oh, what you're thinking? Um, it was different. No, it was no. different um, yeah. because I've traveled into Colorado um, quite regular uh, ever since, let's see, 2016 and 17. I started traveling to Colorado. Reason yeah. being is because um, Christmas vacation and I get to see my little sister who was studying here at Denver University uh-huh. and again networking the friends from China Middle Kingdom wrestling told me hey we got we know people in Colorado yeah you know shoot them a message tell them that we told you and um, here I am with Primos <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was um, amazing small world really and I'm you know when uh, since I made my debut with Primos a year ago. Um, I haven't looked back since. Um, I got introduced to um, deathmatch wrestling as well, which is another (laughs) world I never thought I would ever be. I tell you, if you asked me this back then, you know, when I was exploring and trying and traveling, I would never imagine myself. (laughs) Yet, here I am, and I'm actually excited for it. I used to be afraid. (laughs) Who isn't? But um, I think the fact that I kept my uh, open mind, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Go. So so true. <laughs> yeah, and, and so and then I, I you know, I still, I mean, I follow you on the uh, social medias, and I still see that you're doing uh, quite quite a few of uh, uh, traveling. Uh, I know that you've. Uh, uh, been to uh, Mexico, and I know I think you've got a. Uh... Oh man, Mexico was epic. <laughs> how how, did, um, how was that? Uh, I for well, definitely unexpected to be debuting for the Crash, yeah, um, Lucha Libre, because <laughs> um, that's a very prominent company. Uh-huh. And secondly, the arena, goodness, you feel like you're in Greece or something. Like the chairs, the outdoor outdoor stadium looking thing, and. Nearly, I think, 5,000, 7,000 people sitting there. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, magnificent. Oh, and it was live taping, too. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> um, also sharing the locker room with 
amazing talents like Dragon Lee, Bandito, Roberto Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio, sorry. Yeah. And um, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, all of them in the same locker room. And you're just like, you know, it's like an interesting, like, uh, energy in the room. Like, really amazing. Full, full people around, honestly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the crowd are also fantastic. Like, um, I could tell that, you know, it's genuine. Um, they're super, like, if they don't like you, they'll make it clear. If they do like you, they'll make it clear. So I like the fact they're more in- involved with matches or involved with their favorite wrestlers or luchador or luchadoras. Yeah. So it was a definite um, culture. Especially when um, some of their chanting is hilarious. Like you hear <laughs> them say "puto" or "puta." Yeah, and it took me a while to figure out what they were saying because I don't know any Spanish. Right. And then I realized, oh, that's normal. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought that would be normal, but hey, you know, whatever works, really. <laughs> so yeah, so true. Uh, so, uh, you know, you you had quite a bit of experience uh, and experiences, but. Uh, if you had to pick out, uh, who has been like uh, some of the favorite uh, people you've got into the uh, ring with and mixed it up? Mm, you mean favorite person I've worked? Yeah. Um. Oh, if I could, if I could have it, definitely Riho and Amy Sakura. I did a tag team match um, with the two of them and another girl in Singapore pro wrestling, and honestly just that couple of days or a couple of hours just being with them and hearing their, listening to their advice and observe. It's, it's honestly a a fantastic experience when you're around world cup, world-class athletes and talents, like both of them, Riho and Amy Sakura. I mean, you've probably seen them in AEW, but yeah, they've been, they've been going strong all these years. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's, uh... That's awesome. Uh, what about, uh, have you had a, um, many um, uh, tag team uh, matches? And if so, uh, who's been like your favorite partner and your favorite opponents? Mm, sadly, I don't have that many. Uh, I don't have that many tag team matches. So that was the only one that I could remember <laughs> that I actually enjoyed. Um, other times, uh, tag team matches was not even planned. So it's just, you know, go cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is oh, it was just, just as fun um which brings me to my next point you know you get to meet people who do work on the fly amazingly yeah and people who love to plan every little bit possible <laughs> so um you get to you get the challenge of both worlds um and back to the topic of death matches like um this coming weekend on the 27th um myself and uh, my boyfriend joe mcdougall are making our debut representing Primos at the IWA Mid-South um, what they call double, double Death Double Death Tag Team Tournament Oh wow in uh, Indiana Yeah and um, yeah that's a big platform too <laughs> to be yeah. representing as well Right I'm yeah, kind of nervous I'll admit that I'm nervous because I'm actually well if you saw the announcement the first match will be myself tag team with uh, amazing maria i love her to bits i'm excited for that um versus my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) as i am the provider together his tag team partner which is schlack and you know the tagline there is no god only schlack so that will be an interesting match (laughs) so if i die 
I'm telling everyone in advance, I die with honor in the deathmatch ring. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and and like you said, that that is a that is a big name. That's amazing. And, and, and the, that that promotion is a big name in the uh, independent scene. It's uh, you know, if you follow independent wrestling, no matter where you're at, mm-hmm. you, you know, you should know that uh, that company. Yeah. So the fact that they they I, I I was not expecting it to be honest, but yeah. being in the indies, and if you see all my traveling from my Instagram, my well, my Twitter not so great. But I'll work on that my Facebook as well. Um, yeah, you can see that, you know, all this progression and all these experimenting phase that I've tried, yeah. it actually paid off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess to be in the wrestling business, you got to be open-minded. That's the best I could say. Sometimes you meet too many people dem- making so many demands that sometimes, you know, not a lot of those are offered. So you just go with what you're given and roll with the punches, really. Yeah, that's. I think uh, this this concept point. this concept applies with modeling, um, musicians, um, actors, you know, whatever whatever the entertainment form it be. But uh, I think that same concept applies to all of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fantastic point. Um, so mm-hmm. be, um, before we swing back around to the current, what about the future? Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you like to uh, get into the ring with? I mean, this can be anywhere, anyhow, anytime. If you can say it, it can happen. Oof. If I had my dream matches, one of them would definitely be Thunder Rosa. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I've met her on occasions, but yeah. we just we never had a match. <laughs> I always we're always in the same locker room, but we're either booked in some other matches or never had that match or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I hope for that to happen eventually. Um, she's one of the few I actually look up to and look at her striving after her um, NWA title. She's making waves. She even, you know, worked at Tokyo Dome not that long ago. Yeah. So that's that's someone I, I strive to. I hope I can become one day. Right. <laughs> like a brand ambassador. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> but, people... Uh, and then mad people... props, mad love for her. Yeah. yeah. And, mad and, props, know, mad love for her. Yeah. And, and people forget that she was in Lucha Underground as a different character, but, you know... Yes, so, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the funny part, right? When you meet fans, you know, some of them don't bother doing their homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not just fans. Um, you do have workers who don't do their homework either. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to let your work speak for itself, and then they will know, and people yeah. will know. You don't have to parade it or make a big banner about it, what you do. You just, you know, let your work speak for itself, really. Yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, any, um, any, I like yes? to also add. Yeah. I like to also add that uh, with Primos, we're also having our upcoming annual um, Slave to the Death match. Eleven. Yes, that we've had eleven years of this um, amazing death match tournament coming up in October three. Um, so we still have tickets available. I think about eight tickets left. So yeah. yay! The capacity I think is about a hundred, about hundred I believe, or two hundred. Um, the same with the, let's say chopping block. We also have our young boys division, um, really, really making, making a great, great, um, show. We've had like maybe three already. So our young, young boys division have been really hungry and really, really working hard to make amazing matches for their shows. And so our chopping block for October two will be coming up prior to slave 
to the death match, which is October 3. And the, um, let's see, oh, yes, as well as our collaboration with Jake Shannon with the uh, Shoot Pro Wrestling. So that will be another one for fans to look over um, that we are involved with and broadening our, I guess, company and our network, really. Right, yeah. Kind of excited. Yeah, that's one thing I, li- I do like about Primos. Primos has, like, all these little different um uh, if I could be so bold, like nuance, nuance divisions that they kind of like promote and kind of go, they've got different, some different flavors uh, of, of oh, yeah. the stuff they're involved in. And so yeah. if you may not like one thing, you may like something else that they offer. Yeah, correct. Um, I like to think of Primo's like, hence we call ourselves Primo's premier pro wrestling. Um, the fact that not only are we just offering like generic, like base, uh, very very generic re- wrestling, pro wrestling shows. We also could have all women wrestling. We can also provide deathmatch wrestling as well as no ring shows as well. So it really depends on the fans. Also depends on the client who pays us for entertaining them and so forth. So yes, I like the fact that we offer variety. Yeah, it's it. Um, oh, and, and yeah. we also have Lucha guys coming here too. <laughs> yeah, it's they um they have um some shows shows basically. I guess kind of what I was looking for is uh themed. So this particular show is going to be yes. themed this deathmatch. You know. yeah, yeah, deathmatch or sure. shoot or right. You know, um, we also have Halloween coming up, so gimmick infringement. Uh-huh. Um, we have that show coming. <laughs> yeah, that's always coming up. Too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I look forward to the fans. Um, you know, being involved. I think the most overwhelming experience I've had this year and I never thought would ever happen was the um, fans' involvement with our uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter fundraiser for our show, the Black Wrestlers Matter shows. And um, overwhelming responses, full house, as well as super generous um, donations for our silent auction. And uh, yeah, we were, at first we thought, okay go fund me for about 500 the next thing you know it ended up being two grand yeah it kept on having the uh the um goal got kept kept getting uh raised yeah we yeah. didn't expect that <laughs> i mean given the, predi- the predicament of being of us being amongst the per- pandemic yeah and then it was a very serious um sensitive topic right that happened you know a couple of months so for us to get involved with you know a good cause fundraisers we also involve in that as well yeah so that was something that we were pretty good at as well <laughs> that's what i was trying to say <laughs> so true so but true. yeah yeah but yeah i'm proud to be a primos girl and um you know i i hope for more local businesses and local support uh for the primos company and uh yeah we're, we're pushing hard all these years we're resilient and um yeah we're still here <laughs> mm-hmm. That is awesome. All right. Hey, well, Tyra, I think that may be a fantastic point to uh, wrap this up on. But before I do let mm-hmm. you go, uh, people yes. wanted to uh, follow up and uh, follow you there on the uh, social medias. Uh, where could they do mm-hmm. that? Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, basically, you can type out my name. So T-Y-R-A. And my last name is spelled R-U-S-S-A-M-E-E. Um, you can type that on the Facebook, um, and you can find me there. Instagram, basically, yes, my name with a full stop. <laughs> and uh, Twitter, just my name, pretty much. 
That's my social media platforms. And thank you so much for having me for the show. I know I talk a lot, so I hope everyone doesn't mind. <laughs> oh, no, it's all about the listeners. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> That's true. Thank you so much. You're, you're welcome. And thank you for coming on. And um, I will be uh, uh, glad to see you hopefully here in the future. Yes, for sure. Once again, a big shout out and thank you to Tyra Rusume for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast and introducing herself to all of our listeners. Uh, catch her uh, at uh, each and every one of those shows she's at, uh, specifically in this area, uh, any of the uh, Primos Pro Wrestling's events they've got all those different uh avenues and flavors per se that they have with their promotion let's do a uh, weekend review since we haven't had one in a, a little while uh but let's talk about the one uh, event that i did attend and that was the uh, colorado springs uh tc uh tribute show uh was a fantastic course to get back out to uh pro wrestling uh, and watch live wrestling once again uh, this month with uh, Colorado Springs Wrestling. And it was a great show. And uh, just a quick shout out to uh, Tony Morales uh, for a uh, speedy recovery. And hope to see his face uh, around the business in some form and faction uh, function some way somehow so just thinking about you tony all right uh well let's uh talk about what we do have uh upcoming for this uh week and that is uh rocky mountain pro return of charged at the uh romero's canine and tap house up in uh, lafayette uh as, as this recording as far as i know there are a few uh tables and tickets left uh, if you want to get those, head over to uh, rmpwrestling.com, click on the events link, and you can get your uh, tickets right there. Uh, if you uh, don't need a table, and I'm just shouting out for me, <laughs> if you do need one ticket, get in contact with me. I do have one ticket available at my table, and it uh, costs just as the ticket and the fees uh, $27. So hit me up, uh, uh, Mr. Fourth Row at gmail.com, or on the Twitter at Mr. Fourth Row or on the Facebook, or even Instagram. I will check that out. Everything is at Mr. Fourth Row. All right, uh, before we get out of here, uh, if you like this show, uh, go ahead and visit uh, some of our other uh, fantastic shows that we have on the uh, Trending Topics Network, and those shows are uh, All Beer Inside, The Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling Cheers. If you want to get in contact with this show, WrestlingWithAltitude.com is the website. Podcast at WrestlingWithAltitude.com is the email address. Twitter is WrestleAltitude for the username. And, of course, uh, on Facebook of Wrestling With Altitude. And I want to thank you all for listening and supporting and having fun wrestling with altitude. Uh-huh.